I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Behind the Racket pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now. As we sit here uh, on a Saturday night, because really, what more do we have to do with our lives on Saturday nights in in a pandemic than to uh, create a podcast? Uh, I'm sitting here in a brand new behind the racket shirt. Um, and I'm just wondering, Noah, could you have made the letters any larger on this shirt? Or, I mean, there, that's just how it looks on you. Are you saying I'm fat? Did you just call me fat? <laughs> I think you just call me fat. <laughs> well, that was unnecessary. A- accurate, but unnecessary. Uh, I'm going to allow it. I would, I would never ever body shame uh how are you only only you only me um i'm actually me personally okay (laughs) okay (laughs) generally generally noah when somebody says how are you that does mean you specifically yes you this has been a struggling question for us on the podcast it really has i i do did your family like neglect asking how you were as a child or something is this why you can't answer it properly no, they neglected a lot of things. Not that, though. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting, interesting few days. I, if you don't mind, I would like to kind of kick this off with the USTA call that we had. Right. I'd, I'd, no, we're, we're going to go elsewhere. We're not going to go straight into business. Come on. We would, yeah, why would we ever do something yeah, like let's, that? Yeah, let's set, I just asked how you were. But I don't let me, care how you are. Let me you tell, really you, I, let me okay. tell you a little bit about my life and what's happened this week. My daughter, Marnie, yeah. turned six years old. She turned six she years old. Um, and she's literally 32. She's She has the brain of a 12-year-old. It is frustrating um, because she's way too smart for her age. And then yesterday, she lost her first tooth. 
And I got to tell you, um, you know, like. There goes your money. Yeah, there goes. <laughs> well, no, it's not mine. It's the Tooth Fairies. And she was at her yeah. mother's. So, um, here, so <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Uh, the, the point being, Noah, we get lost, all of us do, and just kind of, uh, you know, how, how miserable this has been, how this regime in charge of the U.S., how it's been, it's caused us to fracture and we have a pandemic and all of this negativity this year of 2020. It's been such a rough one. And then there are just these small little, little moments you know, we're not, nobody's really having this breakout year of 2020, right? Like we were all <laughs> hoping for, but damn it, man, if there aren't just every once in a while, just some of those really nice moments where you're just able to feel just that, that little positivity, that humanity, that, that happiness, the, the innocence of my daughter, um, with her presence, with her, her beloved grandmother here this week as well. Uh, it, it was a good week. For, for, for that and just for that reminder of positivity. I appreciate you stopping me. That that brought a smile to my face, which you don't normally do. No, I so, don't. No, I appreciate you stopping the back to business feel for a second. Yeah. For that. that was that was nice. And it's it, been a good week, a good couple of weeks for you for BTR as well. I mean, uh, you had Andrea Seppi, uh, the yes. the Italian Colorado. Colorado. I don't know. Uh, he lives in Colorado. He lives in Colorado. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been really enjoyable. I think we we have a lot of great stories on behind the racket. You know, Seppi kind of speaking about you know somebody who we all know and love as you know. I don't want to use this we made this terminology as a journeyman a really negative terminology and mm -hmm. i think you know he's had an incredibly successful career right. but at the same time incredibly stable yes and i don't know another word for that to be honest um but you know he's been around the game forever and done six you know extremely successfully well and you know even during his story kind of talking about some of the issues he had throughout his career and finding you know every once in a while that lack of motivation and and trying to find that inspiration for tennis and you know this is somebody that you have to think loves the sport for how much he's put and given to the sport but even for him there's been times where he's questioned it and you know i think that's kind of been you know proven true especially during this time but you know it's 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 relief for me a younger player to hear from him that you can still have an amazing career with at times, you know, lacking that kind of motivation. You also had uh, Ashley Harkle Road on a couple weeks ago as well. Um, that was that was a very interesting one because I I, I do remember uh, when she was in, in the magazine. I, I it's it was such an interesting um, dynamic about claiming sexuality, uh, your own sexuality in a very hyper-sexualized world. It, that was a very interesting story, no? Yeah, no, I think, you know, I spoke to her a little bit off as well. And I think there's a lot of depth to her as a person mm -hmm. and what she's done in her career. And, you know, especially if you don't know tennis that well, and if you don't really know her that well, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind, but there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more that went in during her career, an incredible tennis player. And there's a lot more that went on in her life at the same time. And I think we always forget that. And obviously mm -hmm. this is a unique case with 
um, the magazine and everything that went with it. But, you know, we're a victim to it at all times. This idea that A, we're supposed to be superheroes or B, we never get tired or C, we're supposed to whatever the case may be we're not human you know this idea right. that we're not dealing with things that everyday people are dealing with or they're not escalated or whatever the case may be and i think you know and I, that's what i've tried to done you know tried to do with behind the record at the start and having incredible people that i got to work with sadly you're one of those incredible mm. people um you know try to display that idea of their, you know, bringing back that interpersonal relation between the fan and the player and, mm. and having that relation back to say, wow, you know what? It makes sense what they've been through. And now I applaud them for getting back up and, and dealing with what they dealt with. And that's kind of been an overall theme for Behind the Racket. Yeah, because uh, a lot of times, Noah, people get knocked down and then they get back up again. And, and you're I, never going to bring me down. I despise you. My hatred towards you never wavers. <laughs> Sometimes I drink a, a whiskey drink. Uh, so and yeah, so let's talk about that. I'm not going to see you in carry this year. Yeah, it's that. Uh, we we did get uh, the official confirmation that carry and Columbus. Um, have been canceled, those those two challengers, since September. I'm looking right now, I, I pulled it up um, before we hopped on this call, <laughs> the the calendar, the ATP Challenger Tour calendar, uh, uh, up until the end of September. Check, 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 check. Italy, 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 France. Turkey, Romania, Romania, Italy, Italy, Croatia. Those are all in one distinct area of the world. Um, yes. Uh, I, uh, what are you hearing from your fellow, let's say, American players? Through the grapevine? Yeah, except for Chris Eubanks, who's hanging out with Jamie Foxx, but that's a yeah, whatever. What in the world? That's fine. Yeah. Um, but what Good are you for hearing for, from uh, American players, Australian players, in terms of Japanese players, Asian players, about the lack of opportunity right now at the challenger level? have yet to hear from that many players in Asia, but Australia and America, we have recently gotten word that we, the only way to play tournaments might be to quarantine in Croatia for two weeks on our own dime. It is seeming that they cannot. Yes. Yes. It is seeming that they cannot figure out any possible way to get permission for players from these areas into the eu and that's it's awful yeah and beyond that you know obviously we're seeing france being a hotspot now mm -hmm. you know it is yeah. on the decline and certain areas of the eu are preventing travel to and from of that area which now we're just thinking what does that mean for the french open they you know the french open wanted about ten thousand spectators <laughs> they've already extended the suspension for events plus 5,000 spectators until the end of September, which, you know, takes away the French Open. So there's a lot of question marks up in the air. And the final question mark is, we haven't heard anything from the French Open. I'm sorry. You know, I. you take away everything that you believe in about the US Open, you don't believe in, whatever the case may be, they work their fucking asses off. Right. We just had a Zoom call that, you know, these guys answered every question about this mm. you need a double negative you need to get there three days before you have to 
Kaden would be in the lobby, blank, 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 and had answers for everything. Mm. Not saying it's perfect. Not saying it's great seeing Dominic team without a mask in the airport. I'm not saying any of this stuff. All I'm saying is we're hearing from them and they're working their asses off. I I even got a I've got a huge medical protocol um, that I got sent today um, for for going to the open. Well, that was personalized, but um, <sighs> sorry, that's all right. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. That that was yeah. I, it's okay. I jumped. It's all right. I jumped the shark. Listen, um, syphilis is not a joke. <laughs> and th- anthrax. <laughs> um, but I haven't. I mean, I we have. I've spoken to everybody. We have not gotten word from the French Federation at all. Not once. All, the last thing I heard was they have 30 hotels and spectate, and 10,000 spectators. Mm. I mean, come on, guys. So, yeah, between those two things, the most recent one being this idea that they are fully accepting the fact that players will not be able to attend the events from tremendously tennis-oriented areas, yeah. as in Australia and the U.S., you're going to have the same draw for 10 weeks in a row. That's what it seems like right now. And that's really, again, incredibly problematic. The thing I keep harking on, harping on is just this idea of opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. You've got none of it right now. I mean, technically, you've got the opportunity to go to Europe for eight weeks, nine weeks, something like that, if you want to play. And you might not even get into some of those challengers. I mean, fucking Stan Vavrinka is playing in Prague this week. Um, he is. Let's talk about Prague a little bit. I know you've heard some information about what has happened at the challenger in Prague. Yeah, so this is kind of the word on the street right now, you know, was this idea. And, and we feared about this was the redheaded stepchild, for lack of a better term, the challenger tour. Yannick Sinner. What? that shit caught me off guard (laughs) (laughs) he's a good kid he's a good kid kid. um you know we talk about the us opens and saying yeah they could put this on because we're talking about a hundred million dollar event they could put some precautions in play use a few millions challenger tour what does that mean exactly here was kind of the first examples you know one of the first few tournaments that we had coming up everybody got the test taken no tests returned mm. in terms of getting the results returned getting the results returned qualifiers starting to play their matches without any results without any results actually i've heard even more and you know some of these could be rumors but i would love to share these rumors okay. is this idea that they heard that their tests are all negatives but they didn't get the results back this was i guess just a guess mm. guesstimating here and there about what the tests were well found out there was a positive test that came. And beyond that, and this is something, I mean, I died laughing at the ATP for attempting to do this. I don't know if you read the press release, the Twitter announcement, saying that he's not a normal acceptance into the tournament, trying to downplay who he is as a tennis player. If you're a wild card, an alternate, somebody off the street that got into the tournament, you are still practicing there every single day. Correct. You are still eating lunches with everybody. Right. And I've seen the pictures of the player lounges and everything else. They are on top of each other. They, you know, the player lounge, they have this little thing outside. It's interesting. It is interesting. So, and then they said on top of that, we are trying to make sure that anybody he came in contact with, you know, goes through procedures. Yeah. 
I mean, the the whole whole tournament. Right. What, what does that What does that mean? You backtrack every step he has. This is the problem we're running into right now. Yeah. I, again, I'm going to go back to this idea. I, I'm I I remain not shocked, but just disappointed <laughs> that we still have not seen any any notion from the ATP of how we can set up bubbles. Uh, we, uh, I didn't really go into too much depth about this last week. I really wanted to setting up this, you know, five, six, seven different sites throughout the U S throughout, excuse me, throughout the world, you would have to do away for a while with the current requirements of entry lists. You would have to say you are committing to four weeks in Orlando or four weeks in Tokyo or four weeks in Brisbane or, and four weeks in. Uh, somewhere in Brazil, Rio, you know, and you're you're committing to this four week period as opposed to the three week entry lists that you know that how they come out, and, and I, I I remain so disheartened that we're not looking to broaden our horizons here, broaden our ways of thinking within this pandemic. We're also looking at the same time, you know, it, it's it's one thing I'm I'm looking right now at this list. Uh, Christopher Clary from the New York Times put out the list of all of the players um, that are not coming to the U.S. Open. Uh, on the men's side, it's it's what nine right now. It's closer to about about eighteen, I think, for the women inside the top one hundred. Yeah. They can afford Five it. Five inside the top ten. Right. Yeah. They they can all uh, they can all afford that. Right. Just that uh, ability to you know they they've got points. They're 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 okay. Uh, somebody like you, somebody who's at 150 plus, who doesn't have that outlet right now in, in, in to, to go to Europe for nine weeks. What the F are you supposed to do? There's nothing. There's, that's it. That's Australia. I could easily lose my spot in the Australian Open qualities solely because I don't have tournaments. Right. I mean, you know, you talk about September. September's gone now. You talk about that we already had Tibron cancel. Mm -hmm. You know, this was super early on. And um, Stockton is not a tournament anymore, so we might have one challenger if if everything goes perfectly. And this is California; right. we're not having any tournaments there. Then you're talking about we're basically going indoors at that point. Are we having indoor tournaments? No chance. So you look at it and you're like, "That's it. That is the year." In the U.S., what do we do? Yeah, in the U.S., in the U.S. But you know, what do we do? Yeah, what do we do? So I, you know, my problem is. And again, you guys, whoever's listening and whoever wants to attack the idea that I don't want tennis to come back, like it's not my job and it's not my love and my passion and everything else. I kept hearing this idea that tennis must go on. Why must it? Why, why can't we figure out another way? Why couldn't we six months ago sit down and say, hey, you know what? I think, I think we should maybe have a plan Z. If all else fails and the pandemic is still here in September, we have this plan to go to. Why is that not thought of? It's too it's, tough, too tricky. It's it it is interesting because I I then, you know, uh, it's received some criticism, some re uh, positive reviews. What tennis Australia is going to be doing in December and January, um, but you know it's the beginning of August. And they've got that shit figured out four or five months in advance. It's right. it's done. Their their plan is set. They know what they're going to do. They know how they're going to attack it. They're going to have to make adjustments, but they've got it down. And um, yeah, the the lack of foresight uh, in terms of 
and I feel like we're just, this is a broken record. The fact that you have seven different organizations, um, Craig Tiley, yes, he is a personal friend of mine, but he, he, you know, he, he said, we're going to also work with both tours to try to, you know, if we need to reschedule, if we need to move things, we will, you know, look at moving things. And that's the thing is that you've got all these different moving parts, all these different dynamics and play tournament directors and federations and, and things. How, how, how do you make a plan? How do you make a, a, a comprehensive plan when you have 18 different people who are needed to be in the room? In, in terms of, I, I, I think I'm a little bit disappointed in the idea that the player council here is, uh, you know, they're all preparing for, for what's next for them, understandably. What about the, the representation on the player council for the opportunity for more players? They, they talk about how important that is most of the year, right? And, and it is. It's more important now than it was six months ago. Where are we at? You know, and this is nothing against them, and this is how we've been raised, and I fall victim to it at times too. I mean, you know... This idea that, yeah, I'm going to look out for others, but if I get my opportunity, I get my opportunity. Will I put my money on the line for somebody's not making it? You know, the sport isn't built for that. The sport isn't built for people to be so cavalier about what they're doing and just to say, you know what, let's say Vashik at 80 in the world or whatever he's at, or is he going to give up his chance to say, you know what, I, in protest or whatever the case may be. I'm not going to play because other people don't have the opportunity. I'm not saying that's the right thing for him to do. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that's it might be the only thing for him to do. You know, in this case of if you really want to make that step, but I'm not saying I would do that. This is what the sport we're in. There is no out. The ATP will say, oh, okay, I see. You're still playing the Open. Oh, you're still going to play Rome. Guess everything's not that bad for you. And then, you know, this is what happens all the time. And, and that's why nothing ever really progresses. That's why everything doesn't really evolve and take that next step forward. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So what is the next step for you? Where where are you at? You know, we, when we started the beginning of the year, we talked about, you know, these... We were going to have kind of weekly 15-minute check-ins taking yeah. us through your yeah. season uh, back in the day. Um, what What is your progression here? What are you building towards when you don't necessarily know what that is? You know, working with, you know, Dr. Katz at times as well and talking to family members and Jamie and, whoever, and yourself. And, you know, when I'm... I'm I know it sounds so cheesy and there's really no other way to put it, but like actually literally bettering myself and making sure the foundation of everything I do is here right now, mm -hmm. you know, making sure and speak specifically tennis, making sure that I feel like I'm in the best place that if I had to play a tournament, I'm ready to go. I'm there. I'm doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for a ranking. And this, you know, I, I honestly, I think some of the things that I dealt with, some of the mental health issues I dealt with before the pandemic, 
and the fact that I got myself into a pretty healthy place prior to the pandemic, mm -hmm. it kind of allowed me to deal with this, obviously dealt with new challenges, challenges throughout it, but it got me to a place where I was like, you know what? I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this for a top 50 ranking. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because I really love tennis and I just want to get better. You know, I'm, I'm working right now on a possible alternate coinciding league with the ATP. Mm. I am working on that because I'm looking at this right now and the and like just Prague, you know, it's just, that's just like twisting the blade for me. You know, that's just taking it and saying, hey, we know it's a struggle. We're going to make sure these tournaments go on. And not only can you not play them, they're going to be shittily run too. Mm. And I'm just like, what, what is this? Like, what are we doing here? We're like a laughing stock. Like that's like, if I was somewhat of a tennis fan, not huge, but kept in touch with what's going on, I would, I would be laughing being, I would say to myself, like, are they serious? Do they truly think this is the right way to go about it? So right now it's, it's really making sure the foundation of, you know, it's giving me a good time to, to kind of work on myself and what I wanted to do. But at the same point, it's made a lot of things super clear to me. A lot of things that I really want for myself and the people around me super clear during this time because it really i mean between businesses people federations <laughs> it showed the true colors during this point and i think it's it's become evident for a lot of players what has to be um the next step forward when does the actual improvement uh start to show so that you know like i might actually be able to see you being a decent human being When your mohawk isn't spiked, you're mm. kind of a dick. You're <laughs> like a, you're an actual physical representation of a, a <laughs> male genitalia. <laughs> okay, so you've got this idea of improvement. I'm going to be blunt with you here. Uh, from, uh, oh, please do. Uh, you never hold back. Do you have any thoughts of retiring? Absolutely not. Okay. Do I have thoughts of doing things differently? Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. I, you know, the funny thing is, and, it, and it's so sad, we're all so excited to play these tournaments and get back to it. Yeah. And then the people get to these tournaments and are like, this is shit. Right. This is not fun. Well, I, <laughs> I am doing this. I've been thinking about what Liam said to us last week, mm -hmm. genuinely all week, just about mm -hmm. what the idea of what is a professional. What's a professional right. tennis player? The fact that he's been having fun over the last month and a half, he's been making more money than he is going to be making in Prague and all these other ones that he's oh, going to yeah. be playing. This it's been, it's been in, like sitting my in my God. head for the last <laughs> seven days. And it's really, it's really been bothering me, genuinely bothering me that you are uh, like, you don't have any opportunities here. Like what? What are what are you supposed to do? Because now um, the exhibition, the the money tournaments, those are are kind of drying up now that the tour is back. What the f are you supposed to do? What? I, I know. I mean, you know, it's, I guess some people think I'm arrogant, which I guess I am. you are. I am going to pat myself on the back in this case and say I, I like to think I'm a little creative in the way I go about things at times, yep. and it's given me some opportunities that other people don't have. I am talking to a lot of other people. And, and, I, and I feel really bad. And it's gotten me to a point, you're at this mind blown point, it's been sitting with you. For me, it's been extremely motivating. 
it's been extremely motivating to get something else up and running mm. to say, hey, I have this. Maybe it's not going to be for a lot of people in the beginning. Maybe it's a very few amount of people. In the I just need something else to look forward to. I need something to build towards. I need to create something that's the start of something new because I can't not only can I have this disappointment when tennis actually comes back, but it's just a, you know, this snowball effect of, of literally of disappointment and sadness and with glimpses of happiness here and there that really are only there to remind you of what you don't have right now. And it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to handle. And everybody's like, well, we got the challenger back. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> like, great. You're like, oh God, that's, oh, $250 for losing to Warinka in the first round. Cool. Like, very great, guys. Oh, the test didn't come back? He tested positive. Cool. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is happening? Uh, how you much know, do you it's... think it would... How much do you think it would cost the tour right now Yeah. to set up six sites for four weeks with hotel? Because it, it costs... four weeks. It, it, it costs 20,000 20, for a week of hotels? Twenty to 40,000? So then you're looking at 200,000 just on hotels plus food plus paying for officials. So you're probably talking $400,000. I yeah, I was going to I was going to put it at 500. 500,000 $500, that's Let's be let's make it a crazy number. Let's make it 5 million dollars. 6 yeah. million dollars. Why can't that happen? Why are we doing this? Two months ago, they were talking like we have to have the World Tour Finals. Have the fucking World Tour Finals. Do it. Get the sponsors. Get everybody involved. Make your money. Move on. Move on. Stop taking these risks Risks with Prague Challenger. Like, wh why? What are you guys trying to actually get out of this? If anything, you're making more people upset and putting more people in danger. Uh, I, d I disagree with that. I actually do disagree with that. I, I think okay. I think actually maybe it's not being done perfectly, but I think the more opportunity the better. Frankly. I I I, I, mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I I thought you would be true until I heard people from Prague in Prague right now playing the tournament. Yeah. And that was and the disappointment in their voice mm. shocked me. I'm the cynic. Right. I don't I don't expect other people to be at my level. They were extremely disappointed. Mm. They're not excited to be there. That's when I said, wow, yeah. if they're not excited to be there and they are there yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching them on live stream or whatever the case may be, it must be bad. You know, these are people that are looking, you know, a, Men a Menendez, you know, a guy that's kind of at the end of his career looking to play these tournaments, you know, a summit, Nagal, like all these guys yeah. trying to get up into that next spot and they're disappointed. It's a, it's a lot of, you know, shady stuff going on. So you're the one person who still talks to Adrian Menendez. Oh, great guy. <laughs> he's not, uh, he's not, uh, well loved. He's, he's not friendly. Yeah. But those people, how hard I try to make them laugh. Oh my, that, it's it like Henry Loxanen. my heart. If you can make Henry exactly. Loxanen laugh, <gasps> like the, the world has ended. 
you see me all the time trying yes. to make him laugh. Yes. All the time. And it's like a 10% hit rate, like 5% <laughs> even. But when that fucking, <laughs> when that smile erupts from Henri Laksanen's face after he cracked three sticks in a row. It's, it's five in two days. Five. And I have two you of have them. You have those. Yeah. <laughs> you have two. <laughs> I have two that hang on a wall. Um, okay. So uh, Cincinnati's coming up here. We're just yeah. a few days away. Um, yep. Lexington seems to be going without a hitch. Um, I'm happy, you know, we're recording this Saturday night. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jennifer Brady. I, just such a mm-hmm. nice human being. I'm very yeah, happy great. to see her in the final. Um, I, I, there are again, yes, I know that the disappointment at the, at, at Prague, you know, and what you've heard, you know, but you also see there, there are some very good positive signs too. Um, we just need There's to ways to do it correctly. That's that's it. There needs to be ways <laughs> that we find a, a way to have that that success that we're having trickle down. I'm hopeful yep. that we're going to have success in Cincinnati and New York. I'm genuinely hopeful that the U.S. Open and Cincinnati, the combo events, go off about as perfectly as they can. There will probably yep. be a couple of positive tests during that period. There's that. That many people, it's it would be shocking if there's not. I'm just so hopeful that we can kind of have some semblance of normalcy, and I have to remain optimistic that then the tours find ways to have that success. Some of that money trickled down to lower levels. You know, we're talking about challengers, but futures as well, so that again, there's yeah. opportunity, so that somebody like yourself, at 225 in the world. That should get you, have gotten you into the French, should obviously get you into the US Open and theoretically, you know, uh, Australia. It would be so disheartening to see players in that 200 to 250 range get bypassed and not be able to play Australia because of the fact that they could not play a tournament. And that's, that's the trick for me. And I'm hopeful and I try to stay optimistic that the tours will find different types of answers so that players have opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. And, and I want to say this also with a grain of salt. I don't want to drop any names, but first I want to say I've been loving practice more mm. than ever yeah. during this time. So it's, it's been almost more of an issue because I've been loving tennis, but spoken to a lot of people that, you know, next year could be their last year. Yep. A lot of people, a lot of people and ranking wise would surprise you. Ranking-wise, mm. would surprise you. So yes, there are other players in the are you, 400. Are range. you just saying that Roger Federer is retiring next year? You didn't hear it from me. Okay. Wow. Breaking news. Make that a headline. Yeah, breaking news. Breaking. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean. Yeah. No, this Jew does not have Federer's number. If that's <laughs> what you're asking. <laughs> uh, Noah. Um, let's see. Uh, have a good week. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. I hope it's, I can... this this shirt is like, these are the biggest effing letters I've ever seen on a shirt. Again, it's an obstacle illusion. It's it's like the this is like sometimes the, when my the grandfather canvas. can't see and he could he could read this. I'm I'm pretty sure Some... that a blind human being could read the, this shirt. It is that the letters are that large. It's based on the canvas, that's all I'll say. Um, my love to Jamie. Um, of course. And uh, yeah. Congrats to Marnie. If you want to throw in a dollar for me. Okay. 
Uh, I'll I'll let her. Yeah, but you have I to buy. I still owe you for the artwork. Yeah, again. you you purchased two pieces <laughs> of art from her collection, and yeah. I know it's going in my gallery. I have Shadow Girl. Here. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't forget, you can support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash behind the racket pod. We would love to have your support. We certainly do appreciate all of you that have been a part of this journey for us. And hopefully some tennis is on the way for Noah and some commentating for me as well. Much love to you, Mike. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.